In today's 360 round, we'll focus on Qualcomm post earnings, but also the tech sector in general. And joining us is Ivan Feinseth, the Chief Investment Officer at Tigris Financial Partners, and Nathan Peterson, the Director of Derivatives Analysis at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Thanks for being here. Ivan, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, Qualcomm, stock's up 18% after a pretty positive result on Wednesday after the close. Beat and raise quarter with over 20% earnings growth. Is this where Qualcomm should be? Absolutely, because they're empowering so much in communication and autonomous vehicle technology and edge computing. Uh, I mean, the stock has been struggling for a while and now finally is getting the respect it deserves and also giving some indication that there's light at the end of this pandemic-driven supply chain issues that are especially affecting the semiconductor industry. And they continue to see strong demand. I mean, the whole thing has been holding back the auto industry. And as I said, you can't manufacture demand, but you can always manufacture more supply. So it's good that demand for cars and semiconductors remain strong, as well as for IoT devices and cell phones or smartphones. And Qualcomm is well positioned in fact, to benefit from all this. And they're really one of the leading innovators in communication chip technology. Yeah. And that was a surprise to me, Ivan, uh, post this result was that you're seeing pent up demand for, especially in the 5G cycle part of their business. Uh, but, you know, we've seen, you know, their supply constraints really hurt that sector with the potential for 5G to continue to expand as these supply chain issues are remedied. Is this where the opportunity for Qualcomm is or is it more their license licensing business? It's, it's both. It's everything that they do. It's autonomous vehicle technology, ADAS systems. It's a, a automated driver safety systems. It's the uh, Internet of Things connected devices. It's edge computing and it's the 5G network. And hopefully we are close to getting the physical part of the infrastructure bill, along with the, uh, the social infrastructure bill passed in Washington and a, a lot of that money on the physical infrastructure side goes to the build out of the 5G high speed network. Yeah, and demand is there uh, as Apple uh, continues to uh, you know roll out their iPhone 13, which has had some issues as far as production goes and delays. Uh, but Nathan, if you look at this uh, this company Qualcomm, you know uh, Ivan commented that it was kind of in a, a range below uh, recent highs that we've seen over the last several months. Is this a lift that we needed out of their earnings report that, hey, we're going to continue to grow, and that's why the stock's up 18% in the last two days? Yeah, I mean, good morning, Tom. It looks like they're, they are doing a little bit of a reprice here. Obviously, good to see uh, the follow-through price action today. Uh, technically, the stock did go up there and make a new 52-week um, high, but it's kind of consolidating around there. So. Technically, you know, between that 165 to 168-ish type area, there might be some near-term resistance. And, you know, the other thing that I just throw into the equation, you know, I'm kind of more of a, a near-term trader, but uh, the RSI on the semiconductor ETF or the index, the Philadelphia um, Semiconductor Index is around 81. If you look over the past three years or so, whenever the index has gotten up to this level between 79 to 81 around this range, uh, it's followed by a pullback. So, Yes, I think there's a repricing that's going on with Qualcomm. I, I think the reaction of the stock is kind of showing you that. Uh, but technically, from a near-term perspective, you might want to be a little bit patient. 
Yeah, um, we'll see if we get any type of pullback. Stock's still up about 5% today. But Ivan, uh, you've got uh, some other stocks that I kind of wanted to discuss with you. I know you're a bull here in Microsoft. I think you put a note out on MasterCard today, too, uh, on the fintech side. Uh, and that stock hasn't reacted as well as some of the other names. Uh, why do you like uh, MasterCard here? MasterCard is an incredible financial technology company. They uh, own the ACH network, which is how uh, a lot of payments are transferred. They are benefiting. I think they are the best way, one of the best ways to play this secular shift to electronic payments. They're enabling crypto as a medium of exchange. They just announced recently the Microsoft installments, which is a buy now, pay later uh, program for retailers. And uh, in, in, they are on the forefront of every major secular fintech trend, including for a long time using AI to um, eliminate false turndowns when you use your card and protect against fraudulent use. Um, I mean, this company is just incredibly innovative and has incredibly strong brand equity. And to see it down here, even with some of the other uh, payment technology companies that have struggled recently. I think it's a buy in many of them, but my first pick would be MasterCard followed by Square and PayPal and Fiserv. Yeah, uh, MasterCard down 2% this year, not participating in this rally that we've seen. So maybe an area to look according to Ivan. But Nathan, real quick on uh, NVIDIA. Uh, I looked at this yesterday, hitting all time high. It's parabolic at this point. Uh, in the chip space, there was some commentary that, hey, they're going to be right in the middle of the metaverse. But when you look at this, implied volatility is spiking along with this stock. That scares me a little bit. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's it's probably not a surprise to just look at some of these charts and say, hey, we're, we're near term stretched. Um, you know, there's a lot of optimism and there's, uh, you know, around the chip space and what's going on there in terms of these, uh, you know, it used to be, Tom, back in the day that you'd have these refresh cycles with PCs. Obviously, with the semi uh, space, what's been going on over the past decade or so is this new digital economy that's coming with these new innovative uh, um, uh, technologies that are coming in and, and creating that demand for those chip space. So when I think about a company like NVIDIA, like Qualcomm, you got to take valuation and those types of things into consideration. And I think the question is, are we going to be going it through one of these uh, a type of um, corrections within the cycle. And if so, when is that going to be? We've seen announcements from Intel and Micron and right. some of those companies that are doing reinvestments. And I think the question is, at what point do we hit a supply gut? Is it any time next year? Are we looking further beyond that? So I think the market's really optimistic about this space and the opportunity that's there. But then it's also at what point do we potentially run into some supply issues? Yeah, little overbought levels on the tech side across the board, but you got low interest rate supporting uh, that risk on trade in the tech sector. All right, I'd like to thank you guys. Uh, that's Ivan Feinseth, the Chief Investment Officer at uh, Tigris Financial Partners, and Nathan Peterson, a Director of Derivatives Analysis at the Schwab Center for Financial Research.